What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. It's Friday. You know what that means. I'm your host, Brett McGrath, and I am here to bring you another conversation with someone, content creator, and B2B that matters, and someone who is bringing it, someone who just got done collaborating with us, The Juice, on our latest ebook, The Modern Day Marketer's Guide to Turning down the volume game and turning up the quality content. I am joined by Misha from Wistia. We're talking about operating in high-functioning content teams. I'm sure you've seen Wistia's stuff. It's everywhere. I've learned a ton from what she's doing and how that team operates. So tune into this one. I think you'll learn something. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend. If you want to enjoy a frictionless content experience, yeah, I'm plugging our stuff. Go to thejuicehq.com. Sign up to become a member. It is free. No cost. It's Friday. Let your hair down. Let's enjoy this one. Hope you learned something. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm excited about today's episode. I'm joined by Misha Bokikio, who's a content marketing manager at Wistia. Like many connections and conversations start, it was via Twitter, marketing Twitter, shout out. Uh, so many good ideas, connections are made through that. So if you're not on Twitter or in a community that you're learning from others, what are you doing? Uh, get out there. Without further ado, Misha, how are you? Hi, Brett. Thank you so much for having me here today. I am super excited for us to finally connect and chat. Yes, finally connect and chat. I know it's it's been a long time coming. I think there's a lot to talk about. Before we jumped on, um, we were talking about just our, our love of college football and football in general. Is It is the season. So uh, are, are you okay with how Clemson is doing at this point? Could they be doing better? I'd love to hear your take since they're a, a powerhouse. Yeah, you want to hear a funny story for everyone but me? So I am dating someone who is a Georgia fan and we were at the UGA Clemson game sitting in the UGA section, which was, you know, it was, it was an experience for sure. But no, I mean, I think everything's cyclical. I have been very lucky in the past several years with Dabo and how our team has performed and this is our time. You know, maybe we're going to have a few games we lose this year and that's okay. I would love for us to keep winning, but at the same time, I get bored with Alabama winning every year. So, you know, I totally empathize with folks who are ready for some new teams to kind of take the lead. So, you know, huge college football fan. And, and if we do get some fresh blood in this year, like I'm, I'm all for some other teams kind of rising to the top. You are a brave soul being in the Georgia section with your Clemson gear on. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've, I've said this, I'm, I'm a Notre Dame guy and, the Clemson Tigers certainly have gotten the best of my Irish over the last several years. So I've got nothing to talk about at this point, but why don't we jump into some content marketing topics? I know that is something you and I are both interested in, passionate about, and I think undeniably like Wistia is a brand based on the product content, what you guys do comes up in conversations all the time. So Kind of what I wanted to chat about and I think would be helpful for the audience is just this topic around how to connect all of your content streams on a high-functioning team. Many of us are really great at writing, really great at audio, really great at video, maybe not so great at all of them. And I know everyone's trying to move into new mediums, so I think your perspective will be certainly helpful. But maybe before I start, I know Wistia's got a great brand, but 
maybe just educate everyone who might not know who Wistia is, what you all do. Yeah, absolutely. Very excited to get into content. College football is probably top for me, but content is a close second. So for folks who maybe aren't familiar with Wistia, we are a video marketing platform. So while our core product is video hosting, we offer a very customizable and easy to use video player, mostly for B2B companies. We also have other tools where folks can do things like A-B testing, lead generation, a few of the other core marketing features that really make it a tool for marketers looking to grow their business through video. That's awesome. And maybe talk to me about what it was like maybe transitioning from your last role into Wistia as a content marketer entering this kind of high-performing company that has a great brand that does great content marketing. I'd love to maybe hear your your perspective in joining the team. Yeah, it was a wild time to join the team, first of all. I actually started in April of 2020, so wild times. I think I was in our very first like cohort of fully remote onboarded employees. So it was definitely a weird time to transition, but they made it super seamless. And just going from a team or teams in the past that I've worked with where content is definitely thought of as a writing function, and that is still definitely a big part of my job. But I think Wistia was very ahead of the curve when it comes to having a much more broad definition of what content is. And I've had a chance to work on some really cool projects where maybe it is a written content-driven project, but there's so many other pieces that our team works on to do things like video content, audio content, doing some fun stuff with social. So really just being a part of this bigger puzzle has been really interesting. And it doesn't feel that I'm siloed that like, okay, you're the content marketer, you write, you write blog content and that's all you do. I think every person on the team, like while they might have a core part of their job, they do touch all of these other areas, which is really cool. Yeah. And I think anyone listening to this show is either in a content marketing role or adjacent to a content marketing role or works with content marketing. And I would probably speculate that a majority of listeners aren't from a a structural perspective as sophisticated as what you just described and how the Wistia content team is all laid out. But I think by listening to your perspective on how Wistia has set up and designed their content team, that might help individuals out there who are looking to kind of level up their content program. So maybe share a breakdown structure of just like, content team, people at Wistia and how it all works. Yeah. And this is actually a really interesting time to talk about this because there have been some changes. Teams evolve over the years. So I'll start just a few years ago. Wistia went, leaned very heavily into the brand affinity marketing category where we went all in on building out long form content. So video series, podcasts, And we built out a dedicated studios team. So we have an internal studio that produces this content for us. So we had this studios team that had a head of studios, like head of production, led all of those efforts. And then we did have a dedicated content team that handled more of the written content, reports, you know, ebooks, anything that kind of fell in that category. And while we did work closely together, as we, you know, executed more projects, put out more shows, you know, did more long form, 
it kind of did start to feel a little siloed. And maybe this will resonate with some other folks too. If you have people that are working on video, people that are working on audio, people that are working on written content. So what we've actually recently done is we're shifting the team to have kind of our studios team and our content team. Like it's all just content. So while the product that we put out will likely feel very similar, if not the same to folks externally, how we're executing it internally will be a lot more streamlined. And I think too, one of the things that we're thinking about is the actual like customer experience or like, you know, our audience experience. If somebody comes into the Wistia universe, I mean, as much as I like to think people wake up every morning and they're like, I'm going to go read the Wistia blog. That's just not how that happens. And so thinking about all the different entry points into our brand and how we can, from a website perspective and a marketing perspective, break down those silos between video content, audio content, written content, and kind of replicate that. So it's all just content. So you could be on a blog and then fall into a podcast rabbit hole or get introduced to a video series that are all kind of similarly related, but just different executions. So for you, um, as someone maybe who came in and primarily, you know, writing this, you, you, there are silos that existed. These silos have been destroyed. Now it's all one team. Maybe share some benefits from, from your seat on how that has helped you kind of level up on the content side and, and ultimately like what, what you think that has done for the new person entering kind of Wistia's content stream. Yeah. So it is still kind of a newer change. So I think there's still a lot of learnings for us and how we can be more efficient and try new things. But already, I think we're having conversations about things that would never have been conversations. So like a quick, easy example is we just launched a new long form guide where we also had video assets embedded throughout. And now we're having conversations about customizing the video player and doing AB testing to optimize the video player, which normally would not have been something that was ever on my radar, but working way closer with our video team, they're like, Hey, like, let's make sure that, you know, these assets are really high performing those small interactions and us being closer just organically creates a better product. I love that. Is there anything specifically from like team or leadership that they have individuals have done to kind of align like on a regular basis, uh, you, like what you talked about, things are organically happening, but just like future vision of the team, like steps that, you know, you as an individual or just like leadership has taken to make sure that there's that constant communication and alignment across the mediums that you're supporting. Yeah. I think this is always, always a struggle for a lot of teams. I do think that one thing that has gotten better since I have been at Wistia and something that we're really thinking about is thinking about content as a project. So we do have a lot of campaigns. Everybody has campaigns, right? But thinking about content at like a very high level. So even if it's just a blog post, like thinking about, okay, I can write this post and check it off, you know, my list and go about my day, or we can have a conversation about, Hey, like, here's what's coming up, you know, for next month. Here's some, you know, blogs that we have prioritized, you know, what are some other ways we can make the most of this content? Like, would some of these benefit from a video asset? Would some of these benefit from custom graphics? Is there something fun we can do on social? So thinking about it kind of as a project, and that's 
one small example, we have much bigger, you know, campaigns that we use content to drive, but taking that same approach and really the, the hardest part is getting ahead of it, right? Like if you want to do a video or, you know, some type of custom graphic or some cool social conversation, like you have to have time to plan it. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned in my role and something that Wistia prioritizes is taking the time to plan something and not rushing to put out a subpar product. I love it. Part of the just, I think, old way to do things from a content marketer perspective would be, okay, I've got this article that I need to get out and I need to get this out because it's on our content schedule and it's on our content schedule because it's got these keywords in it. And we want to use these keywords because it's working. We want to hit those algorithms. And then once that's published, we're going to leave that article and we're going to move on to the next one. And it's just that factory back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What kind of I hear you talk about is just like, once you publish something or as you're thinking about publishing, like you've got this whole disposal of opportunities within, you know, maybe audio, within video, maybe design that can be taken from your article and be created and published into other mediums that might hit other people who don't read, but just watch video or people who don't watch video, but listen to podcasts. So like, to me, it sounds like just an awesome opportunity for a content marketer that's looking to level up, albeit it might be a little overwhelming based on just the traditional way we've thought about content marketing. Maybe like share some perspective on, on that, like moving from maybe how things went right when you started to your career to where things are now. And then just with resources and subject matter expertise at your, your disposal. Yeah. So this has been a fun learning journey at Wistia and then kind of where I came from prior. So for years before I actually started my career at an agency as a digital marketing specialist, which was like a bogus title because I was really a digital marketing generalist, right? Like I was doing email, search engine optimization, pay-per-click advertising, social media, like kind of everything under the sun. But we leaned very heavily into SEO. And so I had kind of a very SEO heavy content background. And one thing that I found like coming to Wistia, not at all to insinuate if, if our consultant like hears this, not to say we don't care about SEO, we definitely do, but it hasn't necessarily been like the forefront of our content strategy. We've had a very brand-led content strategy. So while we have kind of backed into having very successful posts that drive organic traffic, that wasn't necessarily the goal. It's not like we had our team sit down and say, hey, we want to rank for XYZ. Let's create content around it. It was more driven by, hey, our audience really struggles with creating good video content. So let's come up with some cool ways to teach them how to do this stuff. And they created content based more on like an audience need and a problem. And then from solving actual problems, we're finding that like, hey, even sometimes five, 10 years later, these posts and these videos still drive like crazy traffic. So I think for me, like taking myself out of this, like search driven, like we have to target these keyword, like it's just a strategy that's going to continue to be less successful. And I think you and I had chatted about this too, that like SERPs are a dumpster fire, right? For marketers trying to find good information because it's all just optimized for search engines. 
So taking like myself out of that and really thinking about like, who are we talking to? Who are we creating this content for? And letting that drive the strategy versus being super search driven was a change for me. And I think it's making me a better content marketer and marketer in general. And I think it's been really successful for Wistia as well. I love hearing that. And I think something that I'd like to dig in a little bit on that is the the fact that the state that Wist is currently in, like in what you're working on and how you're approaching your content, isn't, you're not thinking from what I hear here, it's you're not, of course you want to hit your KPIs, but you're not, you're not going to focus so much on your KPIs that it's going to compromise the brand experience and the content experience that you deliver to your audience. And so much of, I think marketers out there are stuck right now because they feel like based on how they're measured internally, that they've got to hammer SEO and they've got to continue to focus entire focus when you're building and developing content. So just the mindset there at Wistia, is that a, is that come from the top down? Is that something that's just always existed? Because I know a lot of modern day marketers out there are just struggling to break through and begin to do the types of things that you're talking about here. Yeah, it's definitely a challenge. And I will say, I feel very lucky that it is very top down. I am constantly encouraged to like think outside of the box. And if we have posts that maybe don't get a ton of traffic or whatever, like, but it gets good qualitative feedback. Like if we get somebody that responds on social or starts a conversation or we get some comments, like I think Wistia leans way more into that type of feedback versus like, Hey, we drove 8 million, you know, unqualified, you know, page views, for a random post about XYZ. So I think the quality is way more important. And if you can find leadership that is open to conversations and like lets you be a part of setting those goals, I think that's you're in a really good spot because it's not all about like traffic is the world's biggest vanity metric, right? Like traffic means nothing. It means Google thought your post was relevant and people come to your post. And if you can marry that with generating tons of leads or email subscribes or whatever, and it's a good fit. Great. But I think 90% of the time that's not the case. And you're just driving traffic for the sake of driving traffic. I love that. It's um, this battle between quality versus quantity. And is that been a shift for you just in terms of like how you're approaching what you're doing? Is it been an evolution? I'd love to hear maybe more on just like battling the volume game that us B2B marketers are kind of tied to historically? I do think it has been a shift for me in my career. And it's something I'm still kind of working through as we're planning for next year. I'm like, do we need to make some changes? Do we need to just spend more time creating better content than putting out more content? So those conversations are, I think, always happening. I think it is definitely hard to balance if you do have a workflow to manage or deadlines to meet or numbers to hit, it, it can be super challenging. I think as a marketer, you have to really be able to understand the data, which is hard. But if you can have a situation where you're looking beyond just traffic and you're saying, hey, like I actually looked in HubSpot or Salesforce or whatever your other tools are and say, hey, like content is actually influencing, you know, sales it's coming up in conversations. Like we can kind of loosely track it in our CRM, this type of content, while maybe it's not 
our highest performing content from a page view perspective is coming up a lot in these sales conversations and actually converting people. Like maybe we should be doing more of that. Like that's the kind of type of digging it can take to initiate some of that change. I love that. And the team that you're operating with in the roles at Wistia sounds like it's fresh, right? This new structure, it's still forming, but I'd love to maybe learn just in terms of alignment ways that you're finding finding helpful to stay connected and coordinated with your teammates who are maybe not just writers, but working on video and that sort of thing. Yeah. So again, very timely with COVID. I was remote in my last company when we moved up to Boston and then I onboarded remotely with Wistia. Um, So I finally did meet my coworkers, but haven't really had many opportunities to hang out with them. But it was interesting. I will say we have done some outdoor happy hours and things like that. And when I finally did meet my team, it felt like I had known them for years. (laughs) So I think whatever we have been doing is working. It's not exactly the most revolutionary, you know, advice, but I think you have to communicate, even if that communication is like, I don't know, or I don't have time for this, or let me get back to you. Like that's still communicating something. So I think you just have to like really prioritize that communication. And this is going to be different for every team. For us, we have a weekly team meeting where we talk about, you know, what our priorities are for the week. If we're struggling or if anything's blocking us, we kind of just run through what our week is looking like. So weekly cadence is good for us to connect. We also have some ongoing one-on-ones with other folks on the team. So I'm a content marketer on the team. We have some teams of just individual writers. So I will meet with them each week just to talk about, you know, ongoing projects. What's on your plate? Does everything feel okay? Do you need help with anything? So those are helpful too, just to keep those conversations open. We are a very Slack heavy company. I feel like everybody thinks that they (laughs) use Slack like more than everybody else, but we really do lean on Slack for internal comms. Um, So we have, you know, a content specific team channel. We've got different marketing team channels. We have marketing as a whole. We've got project specific channels. So anytime we're working on something new, there's a Slack channel just to talk about that. So we definitely don't hesitate to reach out to one another. Our status is always up to date. So people know when you can reach out to somebody. And I think one thing that we kind of had to learn the hard way um, very quickly was having a single source of truth. So whether it's you know a marketing campaign or a content project, just having everyone aligned on a single source of truth. So whether that might be you know a Google sheet for you, and that's fine. For us, we use Asana as a project management tool. So anything that is communicated about an upcoming content piece or scheduling or assets is communicated in Asana. And that's our single source of truth. So like if all else fails, it should be documented in Asana. I love how you call out like the importance of just like internal communication methods. And yes, everyone uses Slack, but as you're talking through it, it was interesting to hear how Wistia uses Slack and um, just taking some takeaways from that. And I think that just over communicating, even if it's not, you're not ready, I think, and just saying, hey, hang on a second. I can get back to you in you know a couple of days with this because I have other pre- 
priorities. Like I think that's super important. And internal communication is one of my favorite topics. It can't be stressed enough. I'd love to maybe kind of round uh, round home with just this topic of making sure you're keeping relevant content rolling at all times with a team of the size and scale that Wistia has. I'd love to hear just like how you think about topics, feedback. Is it coming from outside? Is it coming from inside? Is it a mixture of both? But just how how are you making sure you've got your finger on the pulse of what matters to your audience at Wistia? Yeah. So this was another area that was a big learning curve for me when I started at Wistia specifically, because it's kind of like the world is your oyster. Like they give us a lot of freedom to try new things and write fun, quirky stuff. And there is just, I think a lot of content marketers will empathize with this. There's so much you could be writing about and there's so much you should be writing about. So thinking about content that supports your product and not only like product adoption, but then like teaching people how to use your product better. So they adopt more features and like pay you more money. Like that's such a big product is just such a big nut to crack in a lot of cases, customer marketing, you know, you've got your very top of funnel, broad topics, educational, like there's just so much you could be writing about. So what has been helpful for me? And one thing that is kind of one of our core values for the marketing team and the company as a whole is to understand our audience better than anybody else, which sounds simple, but it really goes beyond just, you know, we provide video marketing solutions for B2B companies. Like that doesn't really tell you anything. So we are currently working to do a ton of research to really understand like, okay, who is using our products? Like, what drives them? What industries do they work in? What are their problems? What are their pain points? What are their jobs? Like, what do they deal with on a day-to-day basis? Who are they working with? How are they working with other people? What drives them? What inspires them? What communities are they part of? Where and you know how do they look for information to solve problems? So kind of going back to how Wistia has been very brand driven with a lot of their content. We're also working to really like figure out this audience piece. And I would argue that that's something that like you should prioritize over just putting out content. So that's a big piece of, you know, kind of what we're working through now, which has inspired a lot of new and different content for us. Um, I think I definitely try to understand what our company priorities are and what we're trying to achieve in a given year half year, quarter, and kind of map our content to support that. So if we have a product launch, like last year, we launched our podcasting product. How are we supporting that with content to meet the different goals of that launch? If we are launching a new show, so show business was a big show we launched this spring. How are we supporting that with content? Not only just supporting it, but in unique and surprising ways to kind of deliver on some of the goals of the show. So really prioritizing like from a very high company level, like what are our company goals? What are the marketing initiatives? And how are we supporting that with content? That's kind of how we prioritize our content. I would say 80%. The other 20% is, you know, kind of some room to play around and have fun and do some things that might not move the needle, but at least we learn something. I love it. Uh, I got to ask you before I let you go, 
the I, I'm v- very fascinated by just Wistia's desire to understand your audience member more than anybody else. Is it a one function or individual that is gathering that feedback from your audience? Is it a team thing? How is that feedback circulated? I'd love to know more there. So, yeah, so it's actually, it's a company-wide initiative, but we kind of have two different sides that are driving some kind of different research. So it is invested in at a very high level. Not every content marketer is in a place to do this scale of research, but for us, we're currently doing more kind of marketing and messaging driven research. And then we also have our product team doing a lot of product specific research. Um, And this will impact a lot of what we're, you know, putting out in the next, I would say two to three years. So it is a big company initiative for us. I'll say as a marketer who maybe can't pull off something that high scale, um, you know, one thing that has been helpful for me, even in past jobs has been something that's again, a common piece of advice, but it can be very impactful is hopping on calls with your sales team or your, you know, account executives or your customer facing folks and just listening to prospects or customers and their conversations that can be a really easy way to like hear it directly from the source and really start thinking through, you know, what are these problems? How are we solving them? And if you can't get on the live call, if you've got, you know, a solution like Gong, or if you record your Zooms, you know, that can be a good repository to block off. Hey, once a week, I'm going to spend one hour listening to customer calls, pretty, pretty low, you know, investment for a pretty high return or absolute worst case, you know, see if you can just get in with your sales meetings or customer support meetings like once a month and just say, Hey, you know, I'm Misha from the content team. Just wanted to pop in and have a 15 minute conversation about what you're hearing. What customers do people have? Just like being curious and seeing how you can insert yourself into those conversations is a way that a marketer could get some of that feedback. I need to keep a tally here on the 3C podcast of brand mentions. I think I heard HubSpot, Salesforce, and Gong all in this one, and it's reoccurring. And the theme of these companies that get mentioned by the guests here are they all create really good content. You see, it all it all comes together. <laughs> Uh, so final note, and I, let's tie it back to the topic. Individuals out there listening, they're hearing this episode. They're like, this is awesome. But you know, they're working team of one, team of a couple, smaller team. I'd love for you to maybe share any advice that you have uh, with those individuals who maybe are just focused on one medium, but are trying to explore other ones and dedicate resources to them. Like, you going through it and the process that you went through and it being so fresh, I think is helpful, but I'd love maybe just what is the, the crawl, crawling, walking, and kind of maybe running into it. Like what advice do you have? Yeah. So this is an interesting question because I have been like the one content marketer on a team that does content plus 8 million other things. So totally understand the the pain point there. I think my advice for that situation would be that you don't have to be everywhere and focus on the quality versus the quantity. Like we talked about, it's going to be really challenging for one person to put out five blogs a week that aren't going to be like just crap blogs. (laughs) Like if you can do that, great, go for it. But 
instead, maybe focus on, Hey, what is my topic for this week? I'm going to write about X, Y, Z. And then how can I take that same topic and repurpose it into other things that reinforce this one topic where you're not reinventing the wheel, but you're putting out really high quality stuff across a few different places. So you're not really stretching yourself as thin and you're kind of reinforcing this like single central topic. That's really good feedback. I love it. Before we let you get out of here, it's a marketing pod. So you got to plug something, Misha, plug something that is going on at Wistia content wise, otherwise that you want to send people. Ooh, wasn't expecting a plug, but I will take it. Um, everyone, if you are interested in learning how to create binge-worthy content, as we like to call it. So if you are in a place where you're like, hey, I'm ready to launch a video series. Hey, I'm ready to launch a podcast. Definitely go check out Show Business. Um, it is a 20-episode video series. And at the end, if you want, you can get brand show creation certified, add that to your LinkedIn, share it with your friends, print it out, send it to your mom, whatever you want to do. But that will let folks know that you have gone through this training, you've binged all of our content, and you will be ready to make your own binge-worthy content. Super fun. We talked to tons of experts it wasn't just Wistia people. It was, we've got Rand Fishkin on there. We've got tons of other folks. So definitely go check out show business. I will be checking it out after we hang up here. Misha, this was fun. I learned a ton. Take care and keep doing your thing at Wistia. Thanks so much. Tons of nuggets and insights packed into that one. It's been fun getting to know Misha and how she operates. She is a true modern day marketer. Make sure you go check out that ebook. You can go to the juice. It is on there. Check it out. There's so many great contributors. 14 of them. Misha is just one of them. Make sure you have a good weekend. Take care of yourself and take care of others around you. And we'll be back with more 3C Podcasts.